Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome to Mystical Motherhood's bonus podcast. Today we have Celeste, and she is asking about having a baby and not having a partner. And how do you go about becoming a mother if you have not yet found your partner? And how do you work through fears around that if you're really wanting to become a mother? In Celeste's case, she is actually becoming a midwife. And so she wants to learn more about the mystical motherhood process and how to utilize conscious conception, pregnancy, and birth in her real life world as a patient advocate and also for herself. So we're just going to have a great conversation today and she's going to ask me some questions and I'll move through them so that hopefully they can help everyone who's listening. Hi. Hi. How are you? Doing good. I'm happy to be here. Good. So tell me what you're hoping to work on today. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm really for the last year I have felt extremely strong. Now this can be because I've really started my my massive studies in midwifery and attending a lot of births in the last year that I'm flooded with oxytocin and I'm like, give me a baby. But I'm also on the spiritual sense feeling really ready for that. I'm feeling called. It it almost feels like there is a soul that's just right here, just right above me, just kind of like waiting along. And I feel I've always been like, I wanted the unit. I wanted the husband. I wanted the babies. I wanted that unit. And now as I'm getting older and uh, into my thirties. And I, I haven't yet found somebody that I wanted to do that with, or that I felt was ready for that with me. I don't know how to go about, do I just keep finding, you know, just keep trying to find that person in the line and the line and the line and hope that they're also willing to put into the work to have that high conscious conception and to have that magical creature come through us. Or do I, do I really ramp up my own growth and consciousness Mm -hmm. and find somebody? (laughs) This is a really, 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 really huge subject. And I want to break it down into so many different parts and bring in. So I'm going to cover like, let's say like six bullet points and we're going to weave it in and out. And if I, if I, if you have any questions as I go along, stop me. And so we can, cause we can go on tangents and then come back. So first off, I work at a fertility center and I see a lot of women that come in. This is not, this is like, we're going to go worst case scenario to best case scenario, right? Worst case scenario. I see a bunch of women that have worked their whole life and they, and then they're at the age of, you know, 39 to 49 and they just have not found their partner yet. So they come in and they're, or they had a partner and it didn't work out, or they didn't have a baby with that partner and thank God they didn't. And then they come in and at that age, usually it's required to have a donor egg. And they have, to, depending on the age they're at, they have to either go through an IVF process to and use donor sperm for sure, or they have to use a donor egg depending on what their level of you know fertility is at that moment. So obviously this for women is, an incredibly emotional time because they're choosing to become a single mom and they're choosing. So that's, that's worst case scenario to a woman or best case scenario. You know, you can look at it, everything in this world, we can look at both ways. We can say she got to live her whole life. She probably had a lot of amazing lovers and she's going to raise a child probably with all of her friends in a completely different way. And I can say from my own childhood and probably from a lot of people who are listening, like I didn't have a perfect childhood at all. Would I say my childhood is any better than 
I mean, I was basically raised by a lot of single women, you know, a different amount, right? So there's really no difference in how this baby comes through, in my opinion. It's really the level of consciousness of the mother when she's having, when she's growing the child. So does that make sense to you? So there's one, there's one way to look at it. So we could, that's what we, in our society that would be like, Oh, she's having a baby on her own. That may be looked at as the worst case scenario, but it it isn't. There's, it's really about the consciousness of the mother. And she might be a much better mother than someone who's having a baby who isn't even ready at the age of 30, who has, is a living in a shit show of a life. Right. So that's one thing to think about. And then about your question, let me think about what else I want to go into. We're moving into the Aquarian age. And in this new age, relationships, families, society is not going to be the same in a construction as it was before. And so this generation is one of the first generations that are actually like, especially the millennials are going to be very different. And then our children are going to be completely different. Supposedly in this new age, marriage won't exist anymore. Churches will be completely eliminated. The government will eventually be eliminated. So there will be no more patriarchal rule of how things should be managed. And if we look at societies, the way that women used to raise children, they would raise children as a group of women, and then they used men as sperm donors. I don't think that's a bad idea. I don't, I'm don't. i not against that at all, at all. So for example, about Ina May Gaskin, which we were talking about before we started the show. So Ina May Gaskin, I stayed with them in, in the farm in Tennessee, and they told me their story and moving from, they went in all their vans from San Francisco to Tennessee, and they, they made their own commune. And then Ina had to start to birth these babies. And she, they birthed so many babies that the women were helping all of these children. All of the women were more educated than the entire government system of Tennessee in that commune. They all had their PhD because one would go to school and then the other one would stay home with the children and then, and the other ones would work and then they would flip off as they were each birthing their own children. There's different ways to create families and there's also different ways to look at relationships. So that old way of like, it has to be this way, isn't always going to exist anymore. First off, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, easy, it's easy to think about. I mean, it's, it sounds, you know, great and wonderful, but what about like right now in your life and like, how does that apply to what you want? Cause you don't want that kind of, you want to have a baby with a man, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the question, what was the part of the question that you asked? Um, what was the specific part? You said, do I work on myself or do I work on, do I wait for a man to come into my life to work with me? What do you think? Go inside, go like close your eyes And how do you think you'd end up attracting that person? Do you think you could attract the type of man you want in the state you're in right now? No. Okay. Damn close. You're (laughs) almost there, right? You're always almost there. You're always becoming. You're always moving into something more. You can't, you will only attract your subconscious programming until you clear it. And that's a fact. You will not even be aware that you actually attracted your subconscious programming until it happens and you're deep into it and you're like, oh my God, I did it again. I just attracted my mom. I just attracted my dad. And whatever, if that's a good relationship or a bad relationship, it doesn't matter. Until you heal that subconscious programming within you, you are a magnet to relive it over and over and over again. And so that's why we're not ever in the present moment because we're always in the future, like running like hamsters, reliving the past. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean when I say that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do, do you have any questions? Yeah, and uh, I get that, right? Um, And 
and I guess where I get bumped up is like, you don't really know where your points, like your points of pain are. For me, I feel amazing when I'm single. I feel so clear. I feel so on and in love with myself and I get in a relationship and I'm like, Ooh, there's all those spots that just haven't been touched in a while. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's a mirror. Yeah. yeah. And because that means you have more work to do. Yeah. It means you have so much. I mean, and the thing is, what about relationships that I find to be incredibly amazing because I have done gone through it myself is we don't even know we're suffering. And what what's amazing about the part of awakening process is we have to have suffering in order to awaken. And at some point on this earth, people that are actually working on themselves, or you might call them like highlight workers or anyone who's just even in general wanting to become more conscious. And if you're wanting to bring down a conscious child, you're on the road to becoming more conscious yourself, or that's not even possible, right? And for some reason on this planet, this polarity planet, we've created this need to suffer in order to awaken. Mm -hmm. And that requires, and it's sad because it's almost like we should just I mean, I've done it to myself a hundred, I've chosen, my soul has chosen situations that have been incredibly painful for my own growth and and excruciatingly painful. It's like a, like a, like an explosion. I'm sure you've had those moments that are exploding inside. We don't, the only reason we need to have that, that's the element of fire. So I talk about that in fertile my new book coming out is we have to move and I'll talk you through the elements. So you understand the awakening process because if until you understand the elements, you can't understand the awakening process. So let's go to, we'll go to mother earth. So it's a tangent, but it's, I'm going to come back and you're going to see it in your own life. All right. So Fertility. If you're if you're if you're preparing and you want to have a baby with a man, you've got to make yourself a walking goddess. That's your goal. That's the goal of fertility. And so, what is fertility? In my mind, the only example we have of fertility is nature. And nature in those beautiful spaces that it's in balance, not like a huge storm, not a tornado, not a flood, not a fire. Nature that you're walking through the woods and you feel you can, it's, it, all the senses are turned on. You can smell, you can taste, you can feel the sight is amplified. The colors are vibrant, right? There's that part of nature. And then there's also the elemental forces of nature. So there's the heat, there's the water, there's the earth and there's the air and then the ether around us. So if we take each of these parts of nature and they're inside of us in balance, that's fertility. So if we look at mother earth right now, who is our original mother, she's completely out of balance because she's being, she's a representation of the feminine on this planet. Does this make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we have the fires that are exploding or when we have the, the, the rains that are falling and all these different destructions means that our mother earth isn't fertile anymore. And so what's happening with fertility is, is it's, it's, we're having major problems with fertility with women, right? It is because we're mirroring our own mother. Mm-hmm. So in order for us to, if we're made of nature, and we're made of the elements. So now we're going to go back to the human body. At the moment of conception, the elemental balance of the child and the, ele- the, the, the heightened awareness of the senses is what creates the frequency of the child you're going to birth in to this world. Mm-hmm. So if you're on the road to wanting to birth this child in and want to attract a man that can do it, it's all about your frequency and amplifying your frequency to create a new one, and unlike any other. And it's almost a magnetic frequency. Mm-hmm. So the awakening process starts by moving through the elements, and it's in a process called alchemy. Is this all making sense? If I, am I yes. saying anything too quickly, or is it making sense? Yeah. I'm just breaking down like nature as a whole into like an easy conversation. Um, there's this 
thing you may have like heard of a brand called alchemy or like a cool store called alchemy and at some sort of esoteric meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think those people really understand what alchemy is. So alchemy is a spiritual process from the gods. And in the 1600s, when they would call the alchemists would be mixing metals in a, you know, a secret place, like in Prague, when I traveled there, all the alchemists lived there. It was a secret. It's a secret. That was all pretend. They were in labs pretending, but they were actually working with the elements of God. So when God begins to work on you, and when you begin to awaken in these really heightened states and amplify your frequency, the elements of your body will start to change, which subtly changes your DNA. Does this make sense to you? Mm-hmm. So when miracles occur on earth, when um, uh, like magical events occur, so it's, or when things change, like when you lose a relationship, when you lose a job, It's alchemy at work in your life. And either you can become aware of it and and allow the elements to run through you, cleaning you out, utilizing the elements and becoming one with the elements rather than fighting them. It's like, it would be like us fighting Mother Earth. Like Mother Earth is screaming. There is a fire lighting California on fire, right? She's screaming. I'm on fire. I'm on fire, right? But Mm -hmm. we're not, we don't know how to utilize the elements to soothe her. And so we have to think of our own life as we are an exact replica of what is happening to mother earth within our own bodies. And until we spiritually transform internally, our external world will always be on fire. will be hit by water. will be hit by wind or earth. Does this, and I, I can now I'll go through what these elements mean, and then you can understand how you can utilize them when you're going through the awakening process. Mm-hmm. Is this too much or are you? Ca- no, no, I like it. Yeah. I'm just thinking I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating where I'm in the fire and where, um, how to embrace that. And you are in the fire. Yes. I'm in the fire. Yeah. Um, so tell me about what's going on with your fire and then we'll work with it. Yeah. I'm just feeling, um, I've got a lot of heat physically and emotionally. My digestive system is like very loose, right? So I know that I've got, I'm like really high in the fire right now and everything's kind of burning around me. Relationships, work, where I'm living, everything's up for review again. And if it's not, if maybe it's not even up for review, maybe it's gone. Maybe I have to just completely replace something. So I know that I'm in that. And my initial reaction is to go like, whoa, 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 I need to calm this down and correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is like, let that fire move through me and use it like as a force that is of positivity. And so what I want to do is I just want to throw like dirt on it, water on it, and I want it to just go away and I don't want it to exist. Right. And that's the way. So back now we're going to go back to suffering. Okay. The human consciousness doesn't want to suffer. It will do anything. It will do anything in its power to ignore the fact of what's happening in its world. So like I know women that their husbands are cheating on them or they, but they have a lot of money. So they don't want to leave and they don't want to see, they don't want to hear, and they don't want to know because it would mess with their ego and identification. It would change their life. And what 99% of the population is afraid of is change and, and allowing the fire to move through because it would cause too much pain. So what we do in our life and tell, so this is why the elements have to come in is because when mother earth is lighting on fire, when the floods are coming, she's saying, I am out of balance. Mm -hmm. I am out of balance. So when things in your life externally or internally light on fire or you're drowsed in emotion or you feel like you're getting blown over by the wind. It's just saying your life is out of balance. Your internal being is out of balance. So just like mother earth, something's going to come along to awaken you. And so what, what even, so if we look at how we're looking at the planet, everyone's saying, and going back to nature because it's fertility. But if we you go back to the planet, everyone's saying, well, no, like it's there half the people, the patriarchy, who doesn't want any women to woman to awaken, because if every woman were to awaken, this whole planet would be the most one of the most powerful planets in the universe. So there's way more than this planet. 
They don't want us to awaken. So in order to fully awaken and change your frequency to attract that man, to get that baby down to the planet, you have to go through your pain. And you have to look at all the parts of yourself that no longer work. And you have to see how those parts of you connect back to your childhood and how the little girl was really hurt over and over and over again, because that's what it all comes back to is like mommy and daddy. You heal or could be whatever the mommy and daddy was for you and whatever force that was. It could have been a brother that raped you. It could have been, you know, so we can even go through an example of rape. Okay. So if somebody is raped, let's see, let's, let's say, let's, let's see how like the elements affect us on an internal world. And then I'll show you how they affect you on the external world and how you can move through them when you're getting hit. And at any point, please stop me to ask any questions. Okay. So if a woman is raped, so one in three women are, so I'm using that as a really good example. So if a woman is raped, she is going to be like walking fire and she's always going to attract the rapist. Always, always, always until the perpetrator is completely cleared out of her system. And this could be transferred to abuse, to neglect, to physical trauma, to birth trauma. So back to your birth, being a birth worker, if that trauma is not worked through, those elements are imbalanced. So all of these events in our life will be repeating them over and over. So if somebody is raped, she's going to constantly attract that rapist in some shape or form until it's healed. And then, I mean, she even could put herself in situations where she's around, you know, demonic energies or um, people that may hurt her because she hasn't really healed the victimization inside of her, right? Then that's the element fire in a simplified form. Then the element water being imbalanced with a situation like that is she may lie a lot because she doesn't want to feel the emotions. She, she's like a, she's like a swimming pool, right? So the element water is the deep depression inside. It's the not wanting to show ourselves. It's drowning ourselves in alcohol. It's drowning ourselves in lies. It's hiding who we really are. It's the dark night of the soul, right? And then with wind, it's what would been when an example of wind be with rape, it would be not being able to hold a job, um, always being bounced around in life, um, constantly being, um, with different, you know, different relationships. And on an internal level, the wind is anxiety. The wind is, um, so we're, we're uh, waters, depression and, and, and sadness and, um, just an, just an inner imbalance, right? Wind would, an example of that would be, not holding a job, you know, always bouncing around, always moving. Like when I was in the wind element, I was traveling around the world, but it was because I was working with the wind element and it was moving me. It moves you places and it can be a positive force or it can be negative if you don't know how to handle it. The earth element, um, is an example of it be is like how organized, if you were an example, if your life was a house, how organized is that house? Does it crumble? Is it dis, is it cluttered? Is, is, um, is everything around you in order or is it falling apart? Um, in a good way, the earth element is, a, it builds itself. It's constantly like it construct. If you want to create a business or materialize something, you would utilize the earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm saying this on an esoteric world. So if, if we are spiritual beings on this planet, these elements are what we're made of. And this is how we can energetically build a new world and build a new type of child. So -hmm. go back to how the fire is affecting you. And then I want what, what the, the transformational process is fire will come in and light you up. And, and then we're going to go through what you may feel with water, wind, earth, and then ether. Okay. And, and the thing about these elements as you awaken is you go through them again. So you're always, I, I, I had gone through fire for, I went through fire for five years, seven years ago, five years of fire. I had a lot to burn out like a lot in order to attract the relationship I'm in now, which is 
the highest frequency relationship I've ever experienced in my life. I had to work through so much to get there though. And it was so painful, seven years. And now I'm back at fire. So fire is the destruction of the ego. Nothing can withstand the flames. It, 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 it is, it's like a, a divorce. It's a sudden, it's a sudden, like an affair. It's a, an incredible fight. It, it can literally be a fire of some sort, like something may burn down, you know, and you, um, it's that kind of destruction where you feel like you're going crazy and you might call your friends like, this is just crazy. Like you're, you're blaming it on them or you, you feel nuts inside and you feel like it's a catastrophic explosion, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that right now? Yeah, but like there's a lack of control. Like all of this is happening to me. Yeah, it's and it's and then you want to blame it on everybody and all the ego mechanisms come up and all of so what we typically do when that happens is we keep blaming and we continue to blame our whole life. And what you have to do if you want to raise your frequency and you want to change yourself is you have to be like, it's no one's fault but my own. And so the biggest issue around fertility, number one, and the biggest issue around awakening to a higher force or to God or the goddess or whatever, I'm not religious, is control. And, and it's control. It's, and it's for everyone who's having a problem with fertility who comes to me has a major, major, major issue with, with control. They're control freaks, as we all are. And we have to look at all the ways we control everyone and everything in our lives, which is smoking, drinking, bulimia, um, eating disorders, body, you know, looking at our body like we hate it, working out too much, um, hating the people at work, controlling our environment, eating certain foods, going gluten-free because we think it's healthy, you know, all of it is subconscious programming that made us, and it all goes back to our childhood because we didn't feel loved and we didn't feel safe because we didn't feel loved and we didn't feel safe. We now have to control everything and everybody around us to make us feel loved. So what God does is break you apart with the element fire from above and it burns you out from the inside And it takes away all those ego mechanisms of identification with things outside of yourself that you think is love, which would be a bad relationship that's an attachment that isn't healthy. Questions? Yeah. No, I'm just kind of absorbing that. Yeah. And you've got to know it's all you. Yeah. Everything and anyone who's listening, anything that's happening in your life is because you made it happen. You made it happen. And you can look at everybody as a villain, but once you get through it, oh my God, they are a saint for putting up with you. And they're a saint. They just look at everybody as like, God, they're just God trying to help me. They're little angels. I mean, even your ex-boyfriend just say, oh, thank you. Thank you for showing me I can be with a better man and I can be a better woman because Mm -hmm. I cannot do this anymore. And so if you're single and you want to have, back to the original question, if you're single and you want to have a baby and you haven't found a man yet, work on yourself. And of course, there's an age limit to this. If you want to have a baby, I encourage you to go to a fertility center to make sure your eggs are okay. Don't mess around. Do not mess around. They actually only take eggs, like a donor eggs up until 31, just a side note. But you always, and you want to be healthy with your food and you want to do all those things to keep your... We don't really know what why egg function goes down in women, but I think it's all the toxins and all the disorder from back to Mother Earth. Um, do you want to hear about the other elements, or do you have any questions as we go? No, I would love to hear about the other elements. But the one thing, I, I did want to say something. Um, hmm, the part of, I think this is my ego making this noise, that's like, oh, Stay in that, right? When you, when you start talking about like gratitude for the people showing you the shit and like, and, and later and having retrospective being like, thank you so much for that. There's also a part of my mind that's like, you could be in that unhealthy relationship because it's teaching you so much. And I'm like, what? what? Which is true. 
It's absolutely yeah. true. And this is one thing. Like, have you ever heard of this woman named Abraham Hicks? Mm-hmm. And she she's a channeler, right? I didn't know who Esther was or what's the name of the channel. I don't remember, but I, Abraham. She channels yeah. Esther. A, she channels Abraham. That's the thing. And I remember, like, not understanding this myself years ago. Like, I had to go through all of this to even have a concept of what the hell I'm talking about right now. <laughs> There's no way I could talk about it if I haven't gone through it many times, right? But I had to go through it to write these books so other women could go through it and I could help them through the process. Mm-hmm. But, and it's painful. It's terrible. It's just awful when you're going through it because your whole mind is shaking and your your whole world's collapsing and you can't can't get hold of anything. You can't get control of it because it's out of control like a fire mm-hmm. is, right? But if you... Like, for example, somebody would ask Abraham, the cha- the channel, which is, if anyone's listening, Abraham is like a higher source of God. And Esther Hicks began to channel Abraham, which is like a, like when I, when I hear my people speak, she hears a larger collective speak and they speak to her. And one person asked, um, what if I want to move to a new job and and I, cause I'm sick of the people I'm with. I'm sick of working here. I'm going to go to a new job. So back to the wind element, you, they had hop from relationship to relationship to relationship over and over or job, job, job. And then the, this, the next job they get is the same issue. And they're like, oh, God damn these people. Everybody's just assholes, right? It has nothing to do with the people. It's them. And And that's what the 99% of the population doesn't see. It's your own shit. It's you. It's all you, love. Mm -hmm. And so with this relationship that Shales just ended, I think it was ended. Everything was ended for you. So you're, that's great. That's great news because (laughs) you didn't have to do anything. Right. But now we know, okay, if I don't work on myself, it isn't. If it's when you will attract the same thing, I can promise you, and you, it'll all look dreamy and it'll look so good. And I have to tell you, I attracted my ex-husband. I attracted my father and in a different way. And I thought, Oh, it's not, he's not. And he was in every shape and form and, and God bless them. I love them both. I love, like, I like, yeah, I love you. I don't know if he loves me so much, but I love (laughs) And so you have to work on yourself. So the meditations from the Mystical Motherhood book, they're these kundalini meditations. You could ignore the rest of the book. If you just pick one of those meditations and you do one of those meditations a day, this work will start to work. Like some of your work will be done. Does Mm. that... That's a, that's a really fast way to do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to have, be lucky enough to find a teacher. You have to be lucky enough to be put on the spiritual path. You know, you could yeah. just, you have to do the work. You have to say, okay, I'm ready. I have to do this. And everything about you is going to say, I don't want to. Everything's going to sabotage it. Yeah, what comes up for me is like, again, right? As a person who has done spiritual growth and evolution since I was 16 and I've really had to work through a lot of childhood trauma and I've done so much stuff to clear myself and, and clear myself and clear myself and clear myself. And it's just like the layers and the layers and the layers. So as I took, I was married several years ago. And once I got a divorce, it took years to really focus on myself and to get healthy. So when I just reentered another relationship to have that come up again, similar issues. And I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, dang, I thought I did the work. I thought I didn't have those buttons that are now getting pushed. I thought I was good. That's exactly what not, we didn't coincidentally bring it up. But what I said before is we're all unconsciously suffering Mm -hmm. and we're not even aware it's happening. Mm-hmm. that's how incredibly power the subconscious mind is. 95% of our thoughts are not our own. Mm. Only if you're conscious, even if you're conscious, only 5% of your thoughts are from the conscious mind. So the subconscious, like I did it today, I catch myself more and more. Like I, I went into bitching about my ex-husband in my head. And I was like, 
why am I doing this? God bless him. I love him, but I'm catching myself. Mm-hmm. So my subconscious wants to be like, oh, I'm mad at him. And so let's attract that. Let's, you know, and then somebody, let's attract that in my energy field. Because the the ego wants to keep that going. So once you hit this higher frequency, so when you begin to hit a fire, let's, okay, so let's say you're doing the work. You begin to hit a higher frequency. Not only will your own your own consciousness want to totally self-sabotage yourself, but this patriarchy consciousness we're in is also going to, going to want to sabotage you. And so you have, because right, right, just as there's God that's is hitting you hard with let's awaken patriarchy, there's this world is a, is a much bigger matrix than no anyone's aware of. We're under control and I'm not being super paranoid, weirdo UFO person here, but it's true. We are under a control matrix where the church, the government, the, nobody wants the woman to awaken because we're 16 times more intuitive and 16 times more powerful than any creature on this planet. And if you had every single creature fully awaken and love themselves unconditionally, be in powerful relationships, making beautiful children, um, be happy with themselves and not spend 90% of their time hating their bodies, what would the world turn into? A good place. Like a really super good place. There's nothing to be upset about. There's really nothing wrong right now, right? If you look at it, it's hilarious. There's really nothing wrong. Like you're awesome. You're super young. You have a great career coming. Thank God bless the men who taught you mm-hmm. and that you didn't want to be who you didn't want to be and who you want to become. Mm-hmm. If, and so you have to begin to look at the world in that super neutral way of like, I can look at it in a negative way. I can look at it in a positive way. And back to Mystical Motherhood, the book, which is available on Amazon, is the book provides mantras and meditations, and the mantras help you get out of the negative mind. They should be playing all the time in your house. So talk about fertility. Back to always tangents, but coming back to the basics. Mm -hmm. How do we create more fertility within us? We want to make sure our elements are in balance and our senses are heightened. Um, senses are heightened with, through mantras playing through uh, environments that are, the frequency is really high. Like if we want to make ourselves fertile and ourselves in balance, our energetic environment has to amplify that to make our inner world feel that it's an inner and outer experience. So you can play mantras in the background. You're always going to be having the vibrant colors around you, like make everything around you beautiful. And make it an everyday practice so that in two years or whatever, when you find this person and you're ready to have a baby, you're ready. Because you, anyone who's listening, everyone in this world, every woman in this world should be teaching the woman next to them how to become fertile. Because fertility isn't just about pregnancy, it's about creation. Mm-hmm. And so I could be taught, this podcast and these books could be a... T- they're made for every woman. I just made them because I love babies and that's how I think the planet's going to change. But fertility, you are a creator. Your womb is constantly proliferating cells. The womb is the only organ known to the species of in the species that proliferates cells every single month and can regrow itself. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. How, how the hell does every man is completely fascinated by that? Every gynecologist is like, I've got to get in there. I got to see it. Like, give me an instrument. There's some power. I will open it. Mm-hmm. I will cut it. I will, I will dissect it. And every woman says, sure, because I have no power. Take away my, why do you think hysterect, hysterectomies are so powerful? Let's take out the most powerful organ in a woman's body. The mind, the heart, and the womb are the energy centers of a woman. The mind is always going to tell you if you want to be intuitive about next your next partner, the mind is going to tell you all the issues that are going to happen. Your heart will know the truth. Your womb will know your destiny. Mm-hmm. So do you want me to go into the other elements or do you want me to, do you have any questions? Um, I've got a question about those, how to clear, and this has been like my, my biggest challenge in life is knowing the difference between fear and intuition. Oh, okay. 
So, so when it comes to, right, you're talking about those three centers and you're talking about finding a partner and, and getting that, I, I've heard something through my mind and, and I, and I felt it and it's yes. And, uh, I think maybe I'm looking for a little confirmation bias too. how to get that channel really clear to really know, to really just tick off, not, not waste any more of my time. Right. As I am getting older and I am losing eggs every month and all of this. So like how to really, and I know that that, that has a lot to do with what you're talking about is bringing in those elements and really getting clear and being really in tune mm-hmm. through that. I felt very in tune and that intuition has led me I mean, now a lesson that I needed to learn, but I was like, damn, I was wrong on that one. I really, really felt, I was a hundred percent sure that that's the, this was the way that it was going to go, that this partner that I just left was the one that I was going to And he might be if you change your frequency and you work on some things you need to. And he does too. You both have to. It's it's always like fertility when somebody comes in the clinic, it's 40% you, 40% you, and 10% combined. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you have to say right when they walk in the door. And so fertility isn't just females. I just work with females because I love them. But Mm -hmm. so with intuition, there's so many things to this. First off, you have to have a, a, first off, the woman is the most intuitive thing on this planet. We are naturally intuitive things. And the reason why you don't feel intuitive is because you're not connected highly to your femininity yet. Mm -hmm. And we, I mean, that, that's where you're headed. Like that's when you know, you're really becoming the goddess. You're really becoming the fertile awakened woman walking this. That's your, that's our natural state. And that's what we're all going to bring back on this planet. It's just, we're in the beginnings of it. So that's why you're curious. That's why people are listening to this. That's Mm -hmm. why people are reading these books is they're like, I want to, I'm awakening, but I, I don't know how to get there. Show me how, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're intuitive women and, and we are all oracles. Everyone should be able to see the unseen and hear the unheard. I mean, like there's even a Bible verse about it where Jesus says, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. And what that means is God is talking to you every single moment of the day. So when you begin to awaken, there's, you will have the awakening process starts with synchronicities. At least it did for me. And what we do is we shove them away. They're like, that was weird. And are that like you, and then it's like, it's in the eighth chakra or 10th. I don't remember. It doesn't matter to me, but it's just like, imagine intuition as a literally like a dripping faucet that you can turn on or off from these higher planes, right on off. And when I began to first awaken after my Kundalini opening back in 2012, I literally was awakening so fast that I flipped out. Like I was like, I can't handle anymore. I would have synchronicity after synchronicity after synchronicity. So what we have to, what you, what we have to realize, what I didn't understand then is that everything is God and everything is talking to me and everything is an answer to my prayer. So my, so that, so intuition comes in the form. It's not just a yes or no in the head. It may come in the form of a book. And so if you ask a question and you're looking for an answer, at first, now God just talks to me. You know, I don't have to think anymore. It's just, you know, I read for people and I, it's just right in my, it's in my vision. I close my eyes. It's when I look at you, it's, it's what I hear, but it didn't, it wasn't like that always. I had to trust myself enough and I had to get through all the goo. And so God would talk to me of like, I'd ask a question and the book would come and I would read the book and it would give me the exact answer I was thinking. And I'd still say, Oh, that's weird. And then the answer would come through music. Mm-hmm. Or the answer would come through symbols. So, you know, like a symbol is actually like if you receive a circle or you receive some sort of a symbol in your mind's eye or a bird, all of these things are is is your answers to your prayers and what you've been looking for. So the the ways that God talks to us is through synchronicities at first until and and they can and then the more you listen, the more they will flood in. The more you say, okay, I want to awaken bring it on, bring it on, talk to me. And everything becomes like a living dance with nature. Mm -hmm. So the trees will begin to speak. Then you could hear answers from the trees because there's really no difference between my consciousness and the trees. And that may sound hippy dippy, but it is freaking true. Like Mm -hmm. 
the bird may fly past the window at the moment I ask a question that's white, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, there's an answer. Um, a lot of times God would speak to me years ago and through songs, through music. I, I, woke, I awoken, I awakened, that's the wrong word, a, a lot through music. So the higher dimensions, so the higher, as we awaken, we begin to touch into these higher dimensions and actually move into these dimensions. So if we want to bring down a child that is unlike other children, it has to have a frequency that's unlike the earth plane. And in order to do that, you have to raise your frequency to match it or your magnetic field. You won't hold that child. You might have, you might have a spontaneous loss or you just won't get pregnant because you're dense. And the density is from what we've been talking about. Like the, like it's from food, thoughts, emotions, it's from everything that affects the DNA and epigenetics. It's from thoughts, emotions, you know, um, all those things I've talked about in every other podcast, that's what's creating your DNA. So that's what we're trying to release is the density, but in these higher dimensional forms, they're, they're, they're almost like the chakras or that's not even the right, that's not the right way to describe it. They're they're lighter. They have sounds to them. Um, it's telepathic. So if I were to kind of almost astral travel into these higher dimensions, which happens all the time for a lot of people all over the world, you, you, it's a telepathic communication. It's a, it's a sound, it's a symbol. It's a, it's, um, it's like clouds, the best way to describe it in words, right? Just like there's harmonics in a, um, on a piano, just like there's mathematics in just like the, the, and all of this is represented by shapes and forms, right? This is the dimensions. What was the question? It has, how, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but you give it like, it's all going to go back to, what was the question though? I'm going to tie it back in. I promise. Um, yeah, it was about, about intuition. So those higher dimensional forms, they drop down from the, from the music, from the sounds, from the symbols into your, into your realm, into this physical super density. And it's trying to get past all of your density that goes back through generations and generations and generations. So intuition, it's everything talking to you all the time and every single moment, trust it. Intuition also comes in the first about seven to 11 seconds. Anytime, if you were to ask yourself a question, you have to get really quiet and then you have to listen to the first answer. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing a reading or a healing for somebody, it's always the first vision I receive. It's always the first words I hear. If I go into it, it's, it's my subconscious. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you start thinking, oh, no, it's not that. that that's weird. <laughs> and, it's not that. And, yeah. When yeah. You, start, you could make a story about like, well, no, that doesn't really. The story is the mind. Yeah. So anytime you start to go like a lot of words, it's the story is the mind with intuition. And another way you can do it is you can take a subject. This is a simple meditation, but you can take a subject in front of you like Take the example of the relationship you have. And it may have, you can imagine as like a ball of energy. And anybody can do this who's listening. Like think of something, I don't know, like a new job you want to, you want to leave your career or is this the right decision? Is it the right decision to, you know, move to this state? So you take that sub, you take that like idea and then you close your mind or you close your eyes to get into your into your intuition. And you, you may see the ball as a color. It may be yellow. It may be clear. It may be white. And that may have a meaning or not. Then you take that energy ball and you put it into your mind and you ask the question and your mind will have a lot of opinions about it. Mm-hmm. Then you get really quiet and you put it in your heart and your heart will probably have none. Your heart will say, if you go move there, it's good. If you don't move there, it doesn't really matter to me. That's what the heart typically says. Like, I'm, I'm okay. And then when you drop the ball into your womb, the womb knows your destiny. 
So the womb holds the destiny of creation, your highest destiny. It only wishes for your highest destiny. So then you'll know the womb is a truth teller. The heart is, the heart is always happy, but the womb is a truth teller for me. So if you want to have a baby or you want to marry this man, or you're not really sure, drop the knowledge into the womb and turn it on as it, and it, it will help. And so then you can bring the ball out and release it, but you can also look at the ball and it'll have timelines on it. So it's kind of like a cell. Mm-hmm. And it'll have different timelines. Well, what if I took this decision and went this way? And you can energetically follow those timelines and sort of see where things go. That's a little bit more advanced, but a simple way to do it is to tap into those three regions mm-hmm. and that enhances intuition. A third way is, so first we have listening to the signs that come, right? Mm-hmm. In all forms, and understanding that God talks to us in all ways and not to question ourselves and not, I mean, I guess when I was first learning to trust my intuition, I always had my, te- I would call my teachers and be like, this feels right, you know, and I still call for reference because I want to bitch about something, but you know, it's, it's, it's at first you're so shocked because mm-hmm. you're so intuitive. You'll be so shocked how smart you are. And we've been taught our whole lives that we're not so smart. So regaining our self-esteem and our self-worth as females will, you know, when, will come through the, the intuition. Second is, you know, the first 10, sec, 10 seconds of thought, like 7 to 11. Third is dropping it into each of your centers. And fourth is starting a meditation practice like Kundalini Yoga. Mm-hmm. Meditation. And I, I give it because it's, it's the fastest way to meditate on the planet. It's also the funnest Every other way, like I cannot sit there and breathe. No way. I would die. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So all those things, you'll be, that's the way to move through life. Yeah. Was this, is this being, is this helpful so far? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? No, not that are coming up right now. Okay. And then... Do you have any questions about how to apply this to the birth world? Hmm. I think that that I I will and kind of going through this process a little bit myself. I mean, I definitely there's a lot of work that I'll do with women and I can say that through the the more that a woman or a person unloads during pregnancy, you know, I only see them through pregnancy and through their labor. Um, so I don't know this, the work that they've done prior to that. But if they really, like, they have a safe place, they feel comfortable to talk to me, they unload, they talk about traumas, we release some of that stuff, those outcomes, their birth outcomes, it just, we clear all that shit away mm-hmm. before we go into that birth energy. And it's so much easier for them. It is. The, the births are fast, they don't tear, there's not a lot of complication. And that doesn't mean that like if you had those complications and you've done a lot of the work, that you didn't do enough work, you know, they don't want people to be in a shame-based space with their birth because stories just are how they are. Um, but I, I definitely, with wanting to hone this energy for myself and start helping women find get women before help them fall in love with their menstrual cycles and understand the seasons of themselves help them with their fertility and help and see a woman through that whole cycle to me is so beautiful right. to really clear that out so i've got to do the work first before i can start right because if you don't you're only going to meet it's the same thing with attracting a man mm-hmm. you're only going to attract the same wounded people around you because mm-hmm. that's your frequency. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think I didn't finish this, sub, this sentence before, but we all hit a certain frequency, and I do it too. We hit a certain frequency. I mean, and the frequency, when I say the word frequency, what does that mean to people who don't are listening and don't understand? Like Frequency is a vibration, and it's a feeling of joy inside of you. And so if you've been super, it's a, it's a sobriety, really. 
It's a sobriety of what's going on. And so when you are going through this awakening process, you have to be sober. And I don't mean sober in the way of alcohol and drugs. And of course that is important, but it's sober to what is going on and just feeling it and going deep into it and seeing like, I attracted this guy. I mean, that's a whole session in itself. I I attracted this guy because, because when I was seven years old, daddy hit, let's say, pretend this is a story. Daddy hit me and he never loved me. I was neglected, abused physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, sexually. And this is for every woman listening my whole life. And, and that little girl was never healed. So how can we create mothers on this planet that are good mothers that are really, I mean, like a good mother is not a social media woman holding her baby in a pretty dress. It isn't. That is a ego based typically thing. And it's a utilizing the children to create a business. It's a, it's a totally, I mean, it's a really intense subject to get into motherhood. In my opinion is getting into your own shit. So you don't pass it on again and changing your frequency to the point that you have to go through this pain and so that no one else has to feel it again. Talk about like, it's not about being a martyr. It's about being the last in our generation to, to allow this abuse on earth, to allow this to happen on earth. Because if you don't heal yourself, you're going to attract your daddy and you're going to attract your mommy. And then guess what's going to happen to that baby? Subtly, 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 a similar situation will happen. And you won't even be aware that the suffering is happening until you feel it. You have to fully move into the suffering. And the only way to fully move into the suffering is in this present moment. And if you don't go to the present moment, you're going to rush into the next moment. That's why everybody rushes to the next, Mm -hmm. everybody rushes to the next job. They rush into the next relationship. They rush and they rush out the door. They get super drunk. They numb themselves. All of these things are, it's not being sober. It's not being present to, oh my God, I'm in a lot of pain. This is awful. And just feeling that pain you might have been the first person in your whole family who's ever felt it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some an interesting thing to, to share about that when you're talking about the generational, you know, those ties and how we keep replaying those things. I didn't know my maternal grandmother or my maternal mother really until I was an adult. And I started doing a lot of, you know, work on jealousy in my partnerships. So anyway, I, um, I did, I went back and I, I said, Hey, I know that we haven't had the best relationship and I don't really know you, but I'm so curious what your experience of existence has been. What do you, what is your truth about men? What do you believe about them? What do you believe about women? And I was like, Holy shit. I have those same. And they're not, they've never, never felt like me. Yeah. They, they're like not me. your beliefs. Yeah. You, none, so what part of the process Okay, back to the elements, which we didn't finish. Part of the biggest part, the biggest thing in in changing your frequency and releasing the density is, is releasing the belief systems that are no longer yours. So that is so heavy for the women that are choosing to do this work, um, which is going to have to be everyone soon. It's not going to be a choice. The, the plan is changing so fast. Either you're going to go crazy or you're going to change. And some people choose to go crazy. That's okay. Doesn't matter to me. But there's another option, right? But re- those belief systems, they are like physical density. Like I was, I had a client the other day and she said, I just gained 20 pounds finally. And I said, well, you know why you gained 20 pounds? And I said, you were actually 20 pounds heavier in your auric field. And you changed your frequency so much you were allowed to gain the weight on your body. And I said, how does that make you feel? And she goes, that feels so accurate because she could, she actually was 20 pounds heavier. Do you know what I'm saying? In her, in her aura, in her frequency, but she did so much work on herself that she was able to release that. So she could actually gain the weight and feel normal in her physical form. Mm. There's, and it's like, 
what the physical form is just one part of the body. There's 10 body systems and in, in, in at least the the lineage I practice from. And those 10 body systems, the radiant body, you know, the spirit, all these different bodies we're holding all hold different parts of ourselves. And these belief systems come from society. So, I mean, think about the women that are, you know, the Syrian women, the women that are, I mean, they, everybody has different belief systems. Like you have, it has to look a certain way back to the belief systems about what family looks like. We, that's what we're deconstructing. We're deconstructing the patriarchy. We're deconstructing that it has to look a certain way. And the more you deconstruct yourself, the more it doesn't matter because you don't need to control it. And you can surrender to whatever happens in your life and you're still in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely even considered with partnering, um, relationships don't always last, right? We get married, we have to care, we can have this ideal unit and it could have even been beautiful and it doesn't necessarily mean that it lasts. Who is a person that I want to co-parent with? Who do I have good communication with? Who might I not want to have sex with or, or be in a relationship intimately with forever, but who do I want to... Who can I communicate with? Who's this, you know, so I feel like maybe that's something that I have to reconsider too, with feeling like such a yes on this guy, as far as a, that was the first thing that came to me is I wanted to have a baby with him, but I don't want to have a relationship with him right now. Anytime you have problems with relationships, it's connected to your mother, not your father. Well, father too. If the father's in the auric field, you're always going to like kind of attract the father, but Mm -hmm. it's your mother. It's like what kind, and all of anyone's listening, go back to the relationship you have to your, with your mother or were you neglected? Did your mother hold you? Um, how did she speak to you? And it's, and then you'll subtly, even if it appears on the outside, everything's energetics. You may think, and, and, and everything also changes when you get married. So there's these things called like, I read this in Eckhart Tolle's book, the power of now. The other day I opened it up and it said, you know, we have these pain bodies and I'm just, and I'm saying, he says pain bodies. I say frequency. I don't know. And the pain body of one person is so painful and it really wants to interact with the other pain bodies so that they can each relive their own pain. Mm. And it's really sad. So it's kind of like an entity that lives on us. Like there are real entities that's not fun, but it's true. And, and you can think of our, our past and this pain and the suffering that we actually should really move through so that we don't attract somebody else's pain body is you may be in a relationship and you may think this is really, really great. And then you get married and within like a month, you're with a different person. Well, that pain body is now able to come out and be the, and be the mother father figure that you needed, that you always had growing up that wasn't so nice to you. And it's a subtle thing. It might not be, they might not yell at you like your mom and dad, but they may not love you. They may not talk to you nice. Mm-hmm. They, they may not fully and conditionally just honor you for who you are in that moment. And so until you fully love yourself, and I mean fully love yourself, you're going to attract somebody who doesn't love you. Mm-hmm. And that is the truth. And you can convince yourself of anything else, but until you love yourself, you can, until you find the beloved, until you find the beloved, which is God back to the beginning of this awakening, God rushing in through all of the elements, God coming down through the fire, the wind, the air, the earth, that's, and the, God speaking through synchronicities, through the music, through the, through all the books, through this beautiful process of life. And then you get so broken and you lose so much control that the beloved, which is God, you have, you finally break down far enough that you have just nothing left and you surrender and you say, fine, take me. And then the, and I can only describe it as the beloved, but it's like back to when you're walking in nature mm-hmm. and you feel like those moments that are such those moments of bliss where you're walking in nature and you see the trees and you see the birds and you see the thing. And then you go mess it all up because you go drink after your hike. You know, something stupid. We all do it. And we're like, no, I can't hold that frequency because right. I'm, on, I'm on earth plane. I don't like that density. But that frequency, when you feel so good after yoga, 
when you are in, in that, you know, in that good feeling, that's the beloved. And if you can hold that feeling within you, you will attract the beloved in the form of a male or female, depending on who you love. It is not if it is when, and those sacred relationships will create the fifth dimension on this planet. But it all comes from finding the beloved within you. And the only way to do that is to do some sort of practice, some sort of internal work, find some sort of school. Like I, and I work with Kundalini cause that's what I like. And I think it's very feminine. I don't think it's the only way my, my current partner, he's completely awakened man, completely fully awakened man, fully in the beloved all the time and not in a creepy way, like legitimately. And he worked with a hermetic school to get to where he did, but he did the work of looking at all the places that he didn't love himself because he wasn't fully loved. Mm. Is this helpful? Yes, very. So soon when you're out of the fire, you'll move into the water and the water takes away all of what was left of the fire and the water is, um, helps them to increase the intuition. So when women are in their, when women are pregnant, they're in the water and they're full of water. They're in the element water. They may like really like to swim, you know, all those different things because they're running the element of water and they, and that's why they're intuitive. And that's why, cause it, water reflects, it's like the moon water and the moon are very connected. So mm-hmm. the woman will be very in touch with herself. Um, it's a, it's a, a reflective time. So you may need time and space alone from other people. You may have a lot of tears and a lot of emotions. Like think about a pregnant woman. That's, that's very much the water element then, but it's great because it increases your intuition, but you let go of a lot of grief. The grief is in the water. I mean, it's the heavy emotions. It's the dark night of the soul. And then the wind is um, the releasing of the anxiety. The wind picks you up and moves you places. The wind blows away the anything. So the water cools down the fire, pulls anything that you weren't ready to let go of. The water will take it away. It is not you have no choice. It has to run. So you have the fire come and then you'll have the grief of it's really gone. Mm. And that's the water. And then... If you think of alchemy, like if you're burning of something, if you're think of, you know, the alchemist, they're burning the, the container and the container is your body. So if you need the fire under the container to heat up the water and then the water heats up and what you have left is the vapors, which is the representation of the air element. And so the, whatever is left will, will have to rise, will have to be swept away. And it could be in a, in a wind is sudden. It's sudden changes that move. So you may move. It's always travel. It's always like you may all of a sudden get a job somewhere new. You knew you're in the wind element then. Earth is the grounding element. So earth is when you want to build a house. You want to build a home. You, If you want to get pregnant, you'd really want to work with the earth element because you, you have to build something. If you want to build a business, you need to be grounded. If you want to have more money, you need to have your aura in the earth. And then when you have all this imbalance... You can tap into the ethers or the ethers, and this is when the saints and the sages and the masters and the awakened ones and community of fully awakened spiritual people will start to come around you because you're matching a higher frequency. And so when you get all these elements in balance and when your senses get super heightened and you've worked through all these things we've talked about and all the belief systems and the density, that's fertility. Mm. Yay. <laughs> Was that helpful? So helpful. Good.